hey everyone it's been a little bit of a minute so if you don't already know my name is Casey Campbell and this is my living room couch and I've been on a little bit of a hiatus and I'm back I'm back on a weekly basis pretty soon I'll be back with you twice a week with it's tempting So, okay, we're about to dive into a lot today. Before I dive into that, I'm going to give a little update on It's Tempting, which is my co-hosted pod, my very successful wink, wink. (laughs) I really just did that shout out, but my very successful co-hosted pod with the lovely and amazing Aaron Smith. So for anyone that doesn't know or doesn't follow us on Instagram, we've been taking a little bit of time off. We are coming back on a weekly basis right after Christmas, right after the new year, actually. I'll say right after the new year. Um, So that's something to really look forward to. I'm looking forward to it. Aaron's looking forward to it. We really can't wait to be back. We talk almost every single day. And I think... I I would bet some money that as soon as you guys find out the reasons behind us taking this little like hiatus, this little break, this little we're back after the holidays situation, you guys are going to be really stoked. Like you guys are going to be like, okay, that makes sense (laughs) why they've been gone this all this time. So we can't wait to uh, tell you guys what's been going on. We're coming back. Um... If you, I hate that I'm already saying, um, see, I'm already off my game. I took a lot of time off and now I'm like, I got to get back in, back in the swing of things. Try not to say, um, and like all the time. Like though, you guys, I will say I'm a legitimate Valley girl born and raised. Okay. So saying like all the time, I've said it once and I'll say, say it again. It's not because I'm uneducated. It's literally just the way that I talk. Anyone that knows me. I have a very L.A. Valley girl way of talking. I say dude every five seconds. I say bro every five seconds. I say like a lot. It is literally just the way that I speak. So I'm trying, but like is probably not going to go and it will go away anytime soon. I'm going to get better at the ums. Anyways, what I was saying, it's tempting. We're coming back. So don't forget about that. If you don't follow us on Instagram, already please go do that because we're about to start recapping Aaron's season and then we got a new season coming out a whole bunch of new characters that we're stoked about so go follow us on Instagram at it's tempting pod we're going to be back very very soon with a lot of fun stuff so that's what's going on there okay so we kept it a little I'm trying to like ease my way into this episode so a lot of you guys know if you've been following me for a while or if you're new I have done a lot of podcasts, okay, a lot. Not just my own podcast. I've been a guest on many other podcasts, and I, I've never felt the way that I feel right now before any other podcast. This is probably the most nervous and most just like unsure I've ever been before any sort of pod. I'm I'm very good at just like. I never have a script. I never really (laughs) prepare for these podcasts. I really just kind of wing it and say what comes to my mind and it works out and people say I'm well-spoken and I'm funny and it's a good time. This pod though, the reason why there's been such a delay is because a lot has has been happening in my life the past 
it's really come to a head the last few weeks, but I've been kind of struggling the past few months. It kind of started like right after my birthday. October was a little bit rough. And then I really, shit really started hitting the fan like November, December, and especially the last few weeks. So I've been just trying to figure out how how to do this episode because it makes me nervous. But we're going to do it. So bear with me. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't prepare a script or really any notes. I kind of have a list that I'm going to kind of look at and glance at. So I make sure I hit all my points, but bear with me, you guys, if I'm just going to put out a little disclaimer right now, if you don't really give a fuck about like what's going on with me and why I'm off of social media for the foreseeable future. And if you don't care about mental health and this is not the episode for you. Okay. I know that a lot of you guys come here to really like let loose on your commutes or in the gym or what it, whatever it may be. And we like to laugh and I have like my funny, like crazy recaps, but this episode is definitely going to be a little bit more serious. Okay. Like I'll try to like kind of make it funny here and there, but yeah, if you don't care about why I'm taking a social media break and if you don't care about like my mental health or mental health in general, this probably isn't the episode for you. If you want to hear about this shit because you're a hater, then just stay on. Okay. Stay on and soak it in and go type up a Reddit thread. So yeah, that's my first disclaimer. So number one, number two on that note a little trigger warning. Okay. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. We're going to be talking about mental health, mental health awareness, uh, suicide, suicide prevention, addiction, a lot of different things. So again, trigger warning. I'm just going to put it right here at the beginning of this episode. So you kind of know the types of things I'm going to be talking about and the theme of this episode. So if that is triggering for you and you don't want to hear about that kind of stuff, again, go ahead and press stop and you don't need to listen to the rest. So I said my little trigger warning, everybody buckle up. (laughs) So yeah, you can just tell the way I'm talking, how nervous I am. Oh God. Okay. So why am I making this podcast? Why am I making this episode? So for anyone that follows me on social media, I think it was like a week ago now. I put a little announcement that I am going to be taking time off of social media. And I think a lot of you guys know that I do make money off of social media. It helps promote me. It helps promote my podcast. It helps promote different things that I sell. And it is a way, it's it's my livelihood. It's part of my livelihood. However, for a really long time now, I... I can't even, God, this is hard to talk about, you guys. Fuck it. I'm just going to be vulnerable, and I'm just going to remember that this is called my living room couch because it's, like, supposed to be two besties on the couch talking. So that's how I'm going to think of this right now because I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous, and I'm rambling. We're already seven minutes in, and I'm like, fuck, this is a lot scarier than I thought. So I'm just going to keep it as real and vulnerable as possible. So a week ago, I announced that I'm taking time away from social media. I didn't really say how long. I said, see you sometime in 2023. And a lot of people, first off, just like the love that I got, the comments, the messages, love you all. It's amazing. 
for anyone that's wondering how long I'm going to be taking off social media right now, I'm kind of like really gung ho and being aggressive with it. And I'm kind of thinking I'm going to take like a whole year off. Okay. Like I'm talking like, we're not going to see me on social media in any way until like next Christmas, next new year. That's how extreme I'm feeling it right now. Do I think I'm going to follow through on that? I don't know, but it's going to be a significant amount of time. I'm thinking at least six months. So that's kind of where I'm at. What triggered this? I have been wanting to do this for a really long time. Okay. A long time. I've been talking about it. I've been like pretending I was going to do it. And then I like try to do it. And then I don't follow through on it. But no, it's real. I'm actually following through on it. And I didn't really know how I was going to go about this episode and how I was going to let all of you know. I'm already getting emotional. How, letting all of you know kind of what's going on with me and why I made this decision. And I was talking to different friends and different family members because I will say I am very blessed. I have an incredible support system. I have an incredible family. I have incredible friends. And as soon as I put that post up, I mean, immediately, like Aaron texted me, Coley texted me, Carly. They're like, what's going on? Talk to me. They all immediately knew like something was definitely wrong. And my biggest thing about this episode, I was like, I don't know what to say. And every single time I go to like talk about it and be vulnerable, I start getting emotional and I start crying and I don't want to do that on this episode. And all of them, my voice is like shaking right now. All of them were just like, I think you just need to go on there and be yourself and really like say what's going on. And like, if you get emotional, you get emotional. If you cry, you cry like, fuck it. So that's kind of why I've taken so long to do this episode is because I don't want to get emotional on here. So I've been giving myself time to like really get my thoughts together and process. And now we're here and I'm just going to tell you guys everything. So I've been wanting to go off social media for a while. I kept not following through. I love all of you, my friends and family. If you guys texted me and checked on me when you saw that I put that little announcement up, you know who you are. And I love you so much for our, the advice you guys give me. One other thing I want to say before we dive into this, I saw a comment on the My Living Room Couch podcast. Um, someone was like, it's really hard supporting you. This, this is like a very summarized version of what they said. But they were like, it's very hard supporting you or following you when you don't like follow through on things. Like you say one thing like you're going to do the podcast on a weekly basis and then that doesn't happen. Number one, I want to apologize for that. Number two, I completely own that I do that, okay? And that's actually another reason why I'm kind of stepping back. So it's definitely a mental health thing, you guys. And I think once I really open up about everything I've been going through and kind of what what it's like inside my life and inside of my head, you guys will kind of understand. So I just want to apologize to all of you guys that I do have that habit of over-promising and not delivering. It's something that I'm actively working on. And it's a, one of the many, many reasons why I'm taking this year to myself. So I hear you. I agree with you. And I hope that you guys can kind of hang in there with me. And I promise 
I'm going to start following through on the shit that I say. And I love you all for supporting me. You guys have no idea how much it means to me. And I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for all of you. Okay, so now that we got all of that away, we're 12 minutes and I'm sorry I'm rambling. I'm so fucking nervous, you guys. Like, this is bad. This is bad, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, okay, so a little, a little bit on my mental health history, okay? Because I feel like we kind of got to go back to the beginning. Fuck that. Fuck that. We're not going to go back to the beginning. We're going to go back to like what's kind of been going on with me the past few months. So it was my birthday, October 7th. Okay. That's the day that my birthday is every year. (laughs) And a couple days after my birthday, I just started like feeling a little off. Okay. Just like, just not a hundred percent. October was a little bit rough and, but not like anything crazy. And then I went to Vegas on my girls trip with some of the season four girls. And I had no appetite the entire time I was there. Okay. So that was kind of my first sign where I was like, okay, something's off with me again for sure. And I want to preface this by saying I had an amazing time with the girls and it had, it has absolutely nothing to do with any of them at all whatsoever. Like I had such a good time. Everyone was so lovely. Like I was just with Nicole last week. She came to LA. I even told her, I was like, everyone was like, no drama, no bullshit. We really didn't even talk about the show much at all. Like not my season or their season. It was really genuinely just like a no drama, like girls trip like let's have some fun together in Vegas so I don't want anyone to think that something happened or like anyone someone like treated me incorrect but we went to Vegas for Halloween weekend so my birthday happened I started kind of feeling off a couple days after my birthday and then in Vegas I had absolutely no appetite I mean I did not eat like the entire three days maybe like I had like a cup of chicken noodle soup and that was the first time in many, many years now that I've had issues with my appetite because of anxiety. And just so you guys are aware kind of how my anxiety works, I don't, not everyone is like this, but typically like I use distractions. Like I, I like to keep myself very busy and distracted to distract myself away from my mental health and my mental health issues. When I distract myself long enough and my body finally is just like, I can't be distracted any longer from this anxiety and this depression. It starts manifesting itself in other ways. And one of the main ways that my my anxiety manifests itself is my complete loss of appetite. So that's how I knew I was like, okay, something's off. Like this is the first time I haven't had an appetite in years now. And nothing was really like going on. That's the the weird part. I still can't totally figure out what's going on with me, but I have a pretty big hunch. I know what it is, but so that was the first thing. No appetite in Vegas. I come home and the month of November was rough. Okay, I just I'm just not myself. I can't even explain really what I feel like, but yeah, I basically didn't have an appetite for almost all of November. I December the first couple weeks not so hot. We're today's like December 19th when I'm recording this. 
And I finally, knock on wood, have my appetite back. Like this past like five days has been pretty good, especially the past three. So yeah, I've kind of been an anxiety ridden mess. And I was really trying to figure it out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because it's like I have a good job. Like everything's good with my family. I have no drama with friends. Like I really couldn't figure it out. But I think I have it figured out. (laughs) And the last time I felt this like very unsettled feeling where my anxiety is just like kind of out of control was right before I filmed T.I., And when that right before I filmed T.I. was when things were like really not good in my personal life. I wasn't happy with my job. I wasn't happy with where I was living. I knew I used to like pray to God that like I would know what like real love is. I was like, there's no way like this is what love is actually like. Like I just knew before I started filming T.I. before I even heard about T.I. I was at a point in my life where I was just like, I can't live like this forever. And it was very much like a crossroads feeling. And that is how I've been feeling now, today, for like October, November, and December. I feel that feeling again, where I'm at a crossroads. And like everything in me, like my gut and my soul and my mind and my heart knows it's time to like level up again. And that I can't continue living the way that I've been living god see it's so hard for me to talk about and I think that's why my anxiety is out of control because I know in my heart and my soul like I need to make changes again to get to the to get to the next level you know and that's fucking terrifying for me because living with generalized anxiety disorder change is hard okay and it's not even um how do I explain this to people that don't have anxiety that's another thing that's really hard about this episode and I apologize again if I'm just like rambling and not making sense I'm trying to really explain like the feelings of like what's really going on inside of me so change for someone with generalized anxiety disorder it's it rocks your fucking world and it's not even like you people think like oh like but like what about like good change same thing you guys it fucks me up fucks me up every time it could be an incredible amazing change like it could be like I met the love of my life okay like the the person that's like my best friend my partner in crime that just feels like seamless like meant to be like I'm so in love I'm so excited for our future and like we're moving in together like all of that is incredible stuff like incredible I'm telling you right now moving in and like a change like that I'm not gonna have my appetite for a week Okay. And it has nothing to do with the love of my life, the hypothetical love of my life. It has nothing to do with the fact I'm moving into like my dream apartment with the love of my life. Those are all incredible, amazing things. It's just someone with anxiety that's like needs routine and like change is just too much for them to handle any sort of change like that. It's terrifying and it's crippling and it's a battle to get through. So I think that's why my insides are like freaking out because I know in my heart and my soul, like I said, everything in me is like, 
you need, it's time to level up case. It's been four years since you're a little over four years since your last level up. And it's like, I know that I'm not living at the level that I need to be living at. It's like, I've done this for the past four years and I've killed it. And I'm so proud of myself and I've come so fucking far, but it's like, I know it's time. It's time for me to finally heal and work on that. This last little like 10% to get to the next level. Okay. If that, if that makes sense at all. God, I might, I might re-record this entire thing. So (laughs) I literally, I'm like, this is just a rambling mess for 20 minutes. And I'm like, Jesus, I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm going to try to get through this. So that's kind of what's been going on, you guys. So the last three months, October, November, November, December, it's been hard. My anxiety has been out of control. I've had no appetite. It's I've been isolating myself like there's been entire weekends. I haven't left my bed. It's been it's been bad. It's been bad over here. OK, it's it has not been good. So and knowing knowing that I really sat with myself and thought with myself and I was like I know what it is it's because I'm not living up to my potential and it's time to level up again and that's fucking terrifying and that's what's going on why can't I do that on social media (laughs) a lot of reasons so I'm trying to figure out if I, why can't I do, should I talk about why I can't do that on social media or my mental health? Actually, let's just go to my mental health history and my family history. So shit really hit the fan. Like I said, things were kind of bad in October. Things were really bad in November and things were like really bad the past like two, three weeks. December has been, which is so sad because December really truly is like my absolute favorite time of year. But this December has been rough. I'm not going to lie. Still love it. Still a Christmas freak, still a December freak, but this <laughs> December 2022 has been one for the books. I'm never going to forget this December for sure. It's been a weird December, but I really haven't been doing well. So when my close friends like Aaron knows what's going on with me, couple of my other best friends they've just been so supportive and they're really trying to help me through this and give me good advice and without fail every single one of them is like Casey you need to get on medication like it will change your life and I want to address that okay so first off I am not a doctor obviously I'm a z-list reality star with some followers on Instagram and a podcast okay like let's let's really lay it out there okay I I'm just telling you guys my experience and sharing it with you so please take what I say with a grain of salt I hope you guys relate to it but at the end of the day like your health like overall health and your mental health needs to be something that you discuss with your doctor This is just what works for me because there are mental illnesses that like absolutely need medication. Okay. So without fail, the few people that I've opened up to about what's going on with me the past few weeks and few months, they all ask, they're like, Casey, we need to get you on meds, medication. Why am I not on medication? (laughs) Okay. 
So I've definitely hinted here and there in podcasts and online, but I've never been as open about it as I'm going to be today. My family history on both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side, mental health issues and addiction issues run to say extremely heavily would be an understatement okay it is like ingrained in my genetics and my dna okay and i've known this i've been aware of this since i was very very little i was one of those kids that everyone would call an old soul and I think adults kind of thought I was just oblivious and just a kid, but I was very, very aware of everything that was going on when I was like a kid. Okay. So from a very young age, I definitely knew that like alcohol drugs is something that I could not mess with. As I got older, when I was in high school really is when it really hit home. Um, that's when I just I've always known like I was self-aware enough to know that because of my family history which I'll talk a tiny bit about I'm not going to dive into it too much that just like drugs and alcohol just a slippery slope for me I have an addictive personality I don't know if you guys know really what that means like I brought that up to a friend a while ago and she's like what do you mean you have an addictive personality what does that mean it means I'm not like a normal person like I can't but here's a perfect example like I can't just like take Tylenol PM and like go to sleep. Like I love that feeling so much where I want to take Tylenol PM every single night for eternity. And then it's like if those two Tylenol PMs, like if I don't get that same like sleepy high feeling, I'll turn that into three Tylenol PMs. And then once that doesn't work, I'll turn that into four. So it's a slippery slope. Other things that I can get addicted to, um, obviously, like drugs and alcohol, my phone, social media, um, anything. You guys, anything that gives me like a temporary high or a temporary feeling of relief, I yeah, it's just, it's not good. So I have to be very, very careful. And as for like my family, I've, yeah, I've just, I've been, I've been through a lot. So I've, I watched someone that I love very, very, very much that basically was addicted to Adderall for 15 years and could not function in everyday life without it. I've had an uncle, my mom's little brother and a cousin literally drink themselves to death (laughs) within like two weeks of each other. And mind you guys, if you guys hear me like giggle every now and then when I talk about things that make me uncomfortable, it it, sometimes I smile or giggle and I know it's not appropriate. It's because I'm nervous. Okay, so I'm not laughing. The fact that my uncle and my cousin passed away like that. It's just such a crazy, uncomfortable story. But yeah, in 2016, they both literally drank themselves to death. I think my cousin, when they finally went through his apartment, I mean, they found like 50 opened and drank completely gone vodka bottles okay crazy and someone else that I'm very very close to I've had to watch basically battle addiction their half their life and 
yeah, so it's been really hard. And when people are like, God, sorry, it's so hard to talk about. When people are like, why don't you take medication? Because, Casey, it will change your life. Yeah, I know that. I know that, like, Adderall is going to make my ADHD manageable. And I know, like, Xanax is going to be able to make me go be able to go on vacation and, like, have an appetite the whole time and, like, be able to be normal in, like, social settings. I'm aware of that. But with my history, I mean, I just don't know. I don't know how to be on medication and not become addicted to it <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now and I'm trying to figure out and this is another layer of it I've I've been in therapy since I've been in therapy a few different times in my life a l briefly in high school and um obviously for the TI stuff and now I'm at a point where my my health insurance did change as well so that definitely changed some things but I need to find a therapist that just, <laughs> I have a lot of layers of shit, okay? I've got, like, childhood shit. I got, like, teenager shit. Like, I think people think my mental health issues and anxiety all came from Evan, and that is, <laughs> I wish I could put all the blame on him, but that is just absolutely not the truth. Like, it, um, it manifested long before Evan, <laughs> okay? I have a lot of layers to like my trauma and my issues. So I'm trying to find a therapist that I just vibe with and that can kind of take on all of my shit. So yeah, I'm basically trying to find a therapist where I can be like, Hey, here's the deal. I need you to not just like write me a prescription and just like be like, here, here's your happy pills. Go, go do your thing. I need someone that kind of understands like my family background and that can help me figure out either A, I need to heal my addictive personality so I can get on medication so I can live a high functioning, healthy, mentally healthy life. <laughs> or I need to figure out better ways to cope with my anxiety and depression without medication, which clearly is no longer working for me. So that's where I'm at. That's, that's kind of what's going on, you guys. So I thought I was going to dive kind of more into my mental health situation. Noah's right here. She's like, mom, what's wrong? I see you're upset. That's why she's barking right now. She's the fucking best dog in the world. She like literally sees that I'm upset and she crawled out from under my bed, which is her hiding spot. She loves like going in her little like den under there. And she crawled out and is, like, in my lap right now, licking my face, barking, because she can hear me crying and can tell I'm upset. Which brings me to my next point, is emotional support animals. <laughs> A lot of people shit on emotional support animals. They're like, oh, my God, that's just, like, something people do, like, online to get their dog in their apartment for free. And I will say there are a lot of people that take advantage of them. But for anyone that didn't know, Nova is, like, an official registered emotional support animal. And she, it's not just, like, the one that I went online and, like, God, I went to my therapist. I had, like, an extensive session with her. We talked about 
basically like how Nova helps me in everyday life, like why I need her to basically function, how she helps my anxiety, how all sorts of stuff. Very extensive session and we got like an official certificate. So for anyone that didn't know, Nova is an official emotional support animal. And just to like kind of educate you guys a little bit more on what that means because it's a lot more than just like, oh my God, now I don't have to pay a pet deposit in my apartment or like pet rent. No. Nova, and I do not say this lightly, saved my life. (laughs) Okay. She literally, this is going to sound extreme, but it's true. Like she gives me like a reason to just like continue. (laughs) Okay. Like she gives me a reason to get up every morning. She things that she does for me. So just a little handful of things when I have depressive episodes, which I think happens a lot more often than anyone would realize by looking at my social media and stuff. She can tell immediately and she'll literally come up to my chest and she'll like bite my shirt She'll lay her head on me. She'll talk to me. She'll whine because she knows, like, she's trying to get me out of bed in the morning. So she's just very in tune to my emotions. Like, when I'm upset, when I'm crying, when I'm off, she grounds me. Like, she'll put her body on me. She'll lay her head on my chest. She'll literally, like, lick the tears off of my face. Um, She keeps me on a routine. Like, I need... Like, I can't just, like, lay in bed for, like, days on end when I'm going through something or having a depressive episode. Like, I need to take her on a walk twice a day. I need to feed her. I need to give her water. Like, I need to provide for her. So she provides me with routine. She regulates my emotions. She makes me feel safe. I can be very paranoid, especially living alone, especially when I have, like, a psychotic ex on the loose in L.A. Uh she just provides me a lot with a lot you guys like I really would not function the way that I function and I'm not functioning very well right now but I can only imagine what it would be like if I didn't have her and even when I got her you guys my parents before I went and picked her up because I told her I was I told my parents I was getting her before like like I was already committed to getting her before I really told my parents and both of them they admitted to me they were like we thought you were insane we were like how the hell is she gonna take this on now that they know like everything that she does for me and like provides for me they were like best decision you ever made like a thousand percent like we didn't get it at first best decision you ever made this dog like she is my partner in crime she's like my phantom limb like yesterday she was at daycare because I had a shit ton of like errands to do and I was cleaning my house and it's just easier to clean when she's not here because she's a husky and she sheds. So I like to like sweep and vacuum. So I put her in daycare. Literally, you guys, I was like taking a nap in my bed and normally she's always like on the floor by the foot of my bed or or like sleeping next to me. She's always on the left and I'm on the right. And I kept thinking she was in my bed and then she wasn't and I would panic. And then I was like driving to Marshall's and normally she's in the backseat of my car. And I kept like thinking like she was there. And then I was like, wait, where the fuck is she? I would like panic. So (laughs) she's always with me, you guys, like always, except when I'm at work. So emotional support animals, they do a lot. And it's to the point where I was actually researching charities today because I feel like there needs to be something where 
dogs that are going to be euthanized in animal shelters like fun fact i don't know if anyone knows this the most common dogs at animal shelters are pit bulls and siberian huskies pit bulls i feel like it's pretty well known why they end up in shelters it's just they have a really bad reputation even though every pit bull i've ever known has been an incredible family dog but siberian huskies people are always surprised to hear that but it's a very it makes sense once I give you guys the explanation. Huskies are the cutest puppies in the world and they're gorgeous, stunning wolf dogs. So people are always like, oh my God, like I want a husky or I want to get my family a husky because they're so pretty and cute and they look like wolves. And everyone's like, yes. So they get these cute little eight week puppy huskies and don't really know anything about the breed, which I myself was guilty of the same thing. And they are hands down, you can ask anyone that knows anything about dogs, dog trainers, veterinarians, daycare centers, anywhere that knows anything about dogs. Siberian Huskies are notoriously the most difficult dogs to train, to have. They're extremely intelligent. They're very stubborn. They're pack dogs, so they need, like, an alpha. They need someone to take instruction from. And if you're not an alpha, they will walk all over you, and they will run the show. They talk a lot, okay? A lot of people don't like that. So, basically, people get these huskies, and then they're way too much for them, and they're like, fuck, and they give them to animal shelters, okay? So, when I found that out, it was very depressing, but... Anyways, knowing how much my emotional support animal, my emotional support dog helps me in my everyday life. I was looking into charities today because I thought it would be, I'm surprised it's not already a thing, to be honest. Some of them, like there's ones for military vets, but I want to figure out how to pair dogs and animal shelters that are going to be euthanized with people with mental health issues that that need emotional support animals I want to pair those people together I don't know if that's a thing already I tried to do research today I couldn't really find anything so let me know because I want to get involved or I want to start something along those lines we've gone on a lot of tangents (laughs) so now that I'm not getting so emotional and I feel a little bit better let's dive into things My anxiety has been out of control the past few months, definitely the past few weeks. My friends ask me why I'm not on meds. I'm not on meds because my family history and my own addictive personality terrifies the fuck out of me. I don't know if I can handle Adderall or Xanax, (laughs) okay? And at the same time, I'm also willing to explore medications and talk to a therapist that I really vibe with and can really help me navigate a lot of fucking shit, okay? Not just TI stuff my entire mental health history starting from very early childhood events that have happened in my life a lot of fucking shit okay that's where we're at okay just looking at my notes I talked about my mental health history my family history okay and then another reason why I wanted to do this podcast okay and why I decided to go off social media to kind of major things have happened in the pop culture celebrity world that really shook me up number one was Aaron Carter passing away I don't know because I'm I'm a little bit older you guys I'm 33 I was born in 1989 I'm not ashamed of my age at all but I'm a little bit older and there's like Gen Z some people don't even know who Aaron Carter was I remember Aaron Carter okay he 
loved I loved him. He was so fucking talented. He was like had so much potential. And watching him like really disintegrate over time really kind of fucked me up, you guys, because he he was a beautiful man, beautiful boy when he was younger. He so talented, like not even just like at rapping, dancing, just a performer, just had so much potential. And then to see where he ended up was just crazy. So I was really following along with him heavily the past like three years. And I don't know if any of you guys know this, but he struggled with a really severe Xanax addiction, among other things. But I think the main thing was Xanax and watching him just kind of like cry for help on his lives and just people make fun of him and nobody was taking it seriously. And the next thing we know, he's like he passed away in his freaking bathtub. That really fucked me up. And then more recently, Twitch which I'm still fucked up about and I can't, God, I can't. So both of those things really spoke volumes to me and prompted all this life change. The Twitch thing I really want to touch on because I think everybody, I don't think everyone knew Aaron Carter was struggling. It was very clear. It was very obvious. Nobody took it seriously though, because he's covered in tattoos and a rapper and he lives in freaking Solmar and everyone's like doesn't give a fuck well no he lives in Lancaster and he was like off the grid and everyone's like oh my god he's just crazy it's like no dude he had he was literally crying for help and uh, everyone was just like fuck you okay and no one would help him his family tried intervent like interventions I mean we I could go on to this forever but Nobody helped him, and we all know what happened. The Twitch thing, which I think is really throwing a lot of people off, and why I'm making this episode. God, I hate when my voice cracks. This is going to be hard to get through, you guys. So a couple things that I want to touch on about the Twitch suicide. Everyone is so shocked and because a lot of people are so shocked and don't understand how like this man who is this like incredible family man who is an incredible husband father like so like involved with his family and like so talented and so successful and you know, like, he was a producer on the Ellen Show, and he was a DJ on the Ellen Show, and he was a dancer, which is how I would knew him. His, one of his first dances on So You Think You Can Dance. It's a hip-hop dance. I went crazy for that shit when I saw Live back in the day. Um, he was so successful and so happy and such light, and everyone is like, oh, my God, it's so shocking. And then now the conspiracy theories are coming in, and everyone's like, oh, my God, and has to be a conspiracy theory it's hollywood ellen shut him up that shit pisses me off so much the conspiracy theory shit because it just shows that that mental illness to this day is still not understood because it's the happiest people that are fighting silent battles and i think why that is i've been really trying to figure it out because it's true it's like these people like robin williams he's like so funny family man successful actor um twitch like just the happiest fucking people that just like 
are so funny and they bring so much joy to people's life. They're so successful. And I'm like, why, why is that? And I truly think coming from all my own personal experience is the people that are fighting silent battles when it comes to depression and mental illness, they also nine out of 10 times are the people that are the rock in their family. They're the glue in their family and their friends. So they're always being strong for everybody else. And I think that's one layer of it. I think they're very used to having to keep themselves together so that everyone that they loved stays together, if that makes sense. Because that was my experience. Like, a lot of my mental health issues happened way before TI. And it was because... And I love my family. I have such an incredible support system and I'm so thankful. But I was definitely like the glue in my family. Like I was the golden child. I was like the one that had to always have it together for everybody else. And I had to just keep it together and kind of put my own shit. I had to internalize that because I was the one that everyone expected to just go to school and get good grades and be the captain of the cheer team and play piano and be in theater and just do everything right, you know? And when people are used to having to be the glue and the the rock of their family or their friends, it's like how do you let out your own issues when you when you're strong for everybody else? So that's number 1. That's the first layer of it. The second layer of it is there is such a fucking stigma with mental health. And it's, I think also because a lot of the symptoms are so like humiliating, you know, like a lot of it is like not being able to get out of bed for days. Um, Personal hygiene, like that's fucking embarrassing. The way that, like, your room can look is embarrassing. Like, a lot of the symptoms of it are embarrassing. And then on top of it, there's such a stigma where it's like if people know, like, you're mentally ill. Like, legit. And I joke about it all the time. That's the funny thing is, like, you'll hear me on It's Tempting Pod and be, like, mentally ill and cute. And, like, we're laughing. And, like, that's another thing, you guys. Like, that's, like... The funniest people typically have, like, the most mental health issues because it's a defense mechanism. It's, like, you're making light of a very serious fucking thing because that's just, like, the only way to really cope with it. So, like, I joke about it all the time, but when you get right down to it, actually struggling with mental illness, depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, it comes with a stigma. So, it's, like, once you put that out there, people now look at you differently they think of you differently they think you're crazy some people are hesitant to work with you because they're like yo like she has issues like blah blah blah. like back in the day you guys when he who must not be named used to go publicly and tell everyone that like he stayed with me because I was suicidal like I used to be humiliated by that um and actually I do want to touch on that again trigger warning With Evan, 
I never had I never had issues with like suicidal thoughts because I was always like a rock for him so it was always like I was always keeping my shit together to make sure he was good you know because he was going through such serious traumatic things so I never had like suicidal thoughts when I was with him even after he broke up with me I know he claims that so I don't want to say that but the thing is is I did have suicide like issues with suicidal thoughts in the past and specifically when I was 18 there was an instance a few months of my life when I was 18 where I was going through some shit my parents like put me in therapy and When Evan was, like, telling people that, I was, like, mortified, okay? Like, I was embarrassed. And I think that's just because there's such a stigma attached to mental illness and suicide. But it's, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Because mental illness is, like, it's it's a disease. It's something wrong with your brain. Your brain is an organ. It's, like, when we have lung cancer throat cancer like heart disease or like you know it's like we don't we don't look down on those people we're not like we're not like we we're not like oh my god like they should be so embarrassed for having heart disease like they should be so embarrassed for having like cancer like oh my god no dude that's where we need to get with mental health we need to get to the point where it's like no dude like this is a real fucking thing it does not mean that I'm any less of a person. Like I am still, I'm an incredible human being. And so is everyone with mental illness. We just have a different kind of sickness that for whatever fucking reason is so looked down upon. So that's the layers to that is I think the happiest people where you're just like when they do commit suicide you're just so fucking blown away it's like that person has just been battling silently for fucking god knows how long and they just literally couldn't do it anymore and i think the reason why people like that battle silently is number one they're the rock of the family and that's what they got to do to keep everybody else together and number two the stigma It's like they don't know how to be like, I'm not okay. So, yeah, so those two things happened. Actually, Twitch happened after I left social media, but Aaron Carter happened before, and then Twitch happened, like, right after, which I was like, okay, it's even more confirmation that I'm doing the right thing. So why did I decide to go off social media because of my mental health situation? There's actually a few things. So, number one, the past four and a half years, you guys have been an absolute fucking whirlwind, okay? When I tell you the girl that I was before I went on TI and the girl that I am now are completely different fucking humans, I mean, I could not even, that's... That's sugar sugarcoating it. My life really, it was like a light switch, you guys. My life was one way. I went on TI for three weeks or a month, and I came back, and it was like a light switch. I had a completely different life. And it's been a lot, okay? It's been really fucking wild. For like a year, I was like going through 
therapy and just like recovering from narcissistic abuse and um learning about myself and just healing and all that shit and like going through the show airing for the first time and getting my little 15 minutes of fame and getting followers and getting used to my whole life like anything I do is immediately in a reddit thread and it's been a lot okay it's been a lot it's been I went from like literally 1500 followers nobody knows me on Instagram to the whole fucking world and many other countries know about the most traumatic thing in my entire life and it's it's been a weird four four and a half years and because of what I went through and how extreme it was and because at the time when this happens like gaslighting and narcissistic abuse and all of that love bombing it wasn't really like talked about the way it is today and continuing to be talked about so it really was like my mission to be like I need to bring awareness to this, you know, like I was given a choice where I was either going to a let this destroy my entire life. I kind of talked about this on it's tempting when we recapped my final bonfire episode, the longest episode we've ever done. But I was really given a choice where it was like, a I'm going to let this destroy my entire life or B I'm going to be a fucking fighter and I'm going to take this head on and I'm going to use this to bring awareness to this type of abuse in relationships and I'm going to bring awareness to gaslighting and love bombing and I'm going to make it a thing where people can talk about this and people that are going through this and don't understand it they can listen to me and listen to my podcast and look at my social media and get out of these situations and heal from this kind of trauma that was like my mission and it's been incredible you guys I would not be where I am today without all of you. I feel so loved and like so appreciated and like my family loves and appreciates you guys so much. And you guys have really, and this is like really coming from the bottom of my heart. You guys got me through hands down the hardest thing I'll ever go through. And I couldn't have done it without all of you. And that's why I've been, the past four and a half years, I've been so open and honest and vulnerable with you guys because I know it helps you all. And I I feel like I owe it to you because you guys just really got me through some fucked up shit. But now... I'm at the point where I need to switch some things up and it all circles back to me being ready for the next chapter of my life. And (laughs) what that means is a few things. So first off, I want to tell you guys like what I mean, I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. I will always have love for Temptation Island and this situation it got me out of and I'll be so thankful it's the best thing it truly it's the best thing that ever happened to me it saved my life and to everyone that I've helped by talking about what happened to me and that relationship and being with a narcissist and love bombing and gaslighting and the aftermath and this kind of trauma to everyone that it's helped like 
I'm so happy I can help you, but in order for me to move into this next chapter and phase of my life, I need to put that behind me, okay? Um, so what does that mean? Because a lot of you are probably thinking she has a whole fucking podcast called It's Tempting. How the fuck is she going to navigate this? What does that mean? It just means I don't want it to define me so much. And this kind of came up when we were recapping the end of my season on It's Tempting. People were like, oh my God, like Temptation Island is her entire life. And that truly, truly is not the case. Like even Aaron vouched for me. Other friends have vouched for me. In my everyday life, Temptation Island is not a thing. But right now I feel very torn I, I joke about it. I always tell people like, oh, yeah, like I live a double life. It's like I have like my nine to five and my family and my close inner circle of friends and like my my dog and my home life and my personal life and guys that like I date. And that's like all like my private life. That's my real that's my real life. And then I have like my online life, which is like my Instagram and like my hot selfies and my bikini pics and my Temptation Island bullshit and like all my podcasts and like it's just a totally fucking different life okay and I've been able to do both of them for a really long time but some things have happened in the year 2022 where I know that I can't do it anymore and one of those things that happened was how do I even begin to get into this I'm like, how do I start? So a lot of people like don't really understand this because they saw me. Well, I was also in a relation like a, I was with Evan for 10 years. Okay. The first five. Yeah. We were on and off. We were exclusive for five, but he was a constant in my life for 10 years. And then even during that first five years, I had other boyfriends. I had like a very serious high school boyfriend. So I've always like been in relationships. So what I'm about to say is going to probably sound really fucking weird. But before my first serious boyfriend, which was the summer, we got together the summer in between sophomore and junior year of high school. So I was like 16 years old when I started dating him. Before I started dating him, you guys, I was so fucking emotionally unavailable. And I mean, I was a 16 year old girl. So you're probably like, of course, like, what do you mean you were 16? No, like, I mean... Like, I never saw myself getting married. Like, I never could fathom, like, being in love with someone. Like, it's very weird for me to say that, but that's really where I was at. It just never even fucking crossed my mind. It's like everyone was like, and I was boy crazy. Like, I had, like, crushes on people, and I was, like, boy crazy. And, like, but just to actually, like, fall in love and, like, be with one person forever and like get married and have a family that never fucking made sense to me very emotionally unavailable even like my high school boyfriend Justin before I fell in love with him he was very much in love with me before I fell in love with him and me being emotionally unavailable was a problem when we like first started dating because he just wanted it all for me and I just couldn't get there because I just was terrified okay and I kind of forgot that I was like that 
until after TI. I'm finally single again. I spent like a year, two years healing, and then I started dating again. And you guys, I've kind of been a little bit of a fuck girl, okay? I have unlimited options, <laughs> not trying to chew my own horn, but I do. I have a lot of options. I have guys that have wanted to date me. I've had, like, really date me, you guys, like, be my boyfriend. And I just, I'm not there at all. And in the year 2022, and I've also always said, I'm like, if I'd never find like the love of my life, like I'm good. Like I'll just be single forever. Like I'm good with that. In 2022, I met someone. (laughs) This is like, this is crazy for me to admit. I met someone that made me. I don't want you guys to think like I was like in love this year because I wasn't in love. However, however, I met someone that I felt very in sync with and very for the first time in many, many years. And I've talked to a lot of guys. Okay. I've dated guys. Like I said, a lot of guys wanted to date me and I've just blown them all off. I've been a fuck girl. I've kept my roster. This was the first person where I was like, they made me like, see a glimpse of what the future could be like and they gave me a glimpse of like what a really like new chapter with like no temptation island and like no evan and no morgan and no bullshit could be like and i fucking liked it okay it made me want to fall in love again it like made me want that even if it's like not with him which me and him, like, we're, like, we're fine. Like, we're good. Like, no hard feelings. Like, that's actually another thing that I've learned since Evan, which is so crazy because I was with him for so long and I was so used to such, like, toxic insanity that, like, being not – we weren't this person that I'm talking about. We were never, like, together together. But still, like, there were instances where, like, I didn't really like his behavior and, like, I would tell him and instead of, like, lying or, like, gaslighting me, no you guys it was like full admission just like yeah like I'm I'm sorry like this is how I feel like we had very mature conversations there was like no lying no gaslighting it was very just like I care about you but this is where I'm at like this is what I want and we adult healthy fucking conversation and I was like okay light bulb like this is fucking different so anyways no hard feelings at all towards him at all whatsoever but it didn't work out and it definitely hurt my heart a little bit. I cried for like a week. But it also made me realize that I really truly know bullshit. I'm ready to fall in love. And I can't do that online. And I know that I've been telling you guys for a long time that like I'm very private about my personal life. And I am. As you guys know, like, I don't put anything about, like, dating. I don't put anything about, like, like my best friend in the fucking world, Carly Himmelman, okay? We've been best friends since we were 12. There ain't a fucking picture of this bitch anywhere on any of my social media. We have, like, almost no pictures together. We have pictures from when we were, like, in middle school. But, you guys, like, she's in, she'll never be on my story. Like, me and Carly, best friend in the world, I would take a bullet for this woman she would do the same for me like she doesn't exist on my social media I'm extremely private with my personal life 
But I just want to be able to go off of social media and I don't want anything like this next year. I don't when it comes to like dating. I really want. I don't want it to be like where anyone can see something like a soft launch. They they see someone's like hand in my photo and they go on Reddit and start like trying to piece shit together or like a guy like tags me in something and now everybody thinks like we're together. You know, I don't want any of that. I want to spend this next year really concentrating on myself, which I'm about to talk about. And I really want to like, this is crazy for me to say, but I really want to like put myself out there and like I want to fall in love for real offline and like not attached to temptation island because I will say the whole temptation island thing and like my ex and this love triangle it's like it puts a shadow on dating me and that's just like an honest to god fact like I'm so appreciative of like the love and support that I get from all of you guys and I might even say like validation like when the truth came out about my past and my relationship like you guys you guys are the best okay the validation I got was unmatched (laughs) however I just I know for a fact that I'm the type of person where I cannot fall in love with this temptation island shit looming over me I can't period it's too much pressure for me it's too much pressure for whoever I end up with I just can't do it. So I want to take time away from this whole social media, Casey Campbell, Temptation Island personality. And I want to go really live my life and fall in love. And like, I'm going to be that person. I'm not even joking where I'm just going to like one day post a photo and be like, I'm in love. Here's the love of my life. Like it's going to come out of nowhere. Okay. So that's kind of one of the big reasons why I'm going away is because I realized I want to fall in love this year, okay? I met someone, didn't fall in love with him, unfortunately. I, I, was fa- I was falling, though, but he's just not there, and that's okay. Wish him the best. But it made me realize that I'm ready to fall in love. Like, I'm ready to heal the last little things within me that need to be healed because I'm not, I'm not 100% at all. As you can tell, I've been, like, crying on and off through this hour episode, rambling like an idiot. I have a lot of mental health issues I need to conquer, but I really want to work on myself and I want to fall in love with my best friend. Okay. So that's that. And I want to do it in the privacy of my own home, away from Temptation Island and away from Reddit threads and blogs and Instagram comments and bullshit and this whole Temptation Island situation. Okay, so that's that. Another reason why I want to go away from social media is I feel like I've been really using a social social media and my social media personality, public figure, whatever, and this whole like Temptation Island thing. I've kind of been using it as a crutch and I've been kind of using it as validation and that just being me, me be totally like open honest and vulnerable with you and I feel like in a way it's it's I've realized it's stunting my growth now it's helped me grow like a crazy amount since before TI okay it did its job it got me through some really fucking hard times 
But now, now I'm at a point where it's hindering my growth. And I really want to live, like live, you guys. I just know in my heart and soul that I'm meant for more than what I'm doing right now. And I can't do that with 100,000 people on Instagram watching me, (laughs) okay? And what do I mean by, like, really live? So I put, like, a – we're almost done, by the way. I know it's over an hour, and I know a lot of this is rambling. I'm going to try to edit this down so it's just not ridiculous. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't touch on everything that I wanted to touch on because I I got more emotional than I wanted. Um – But I'm going to keep putting out episodes just like baby stepping. We're going to talk about like one topic each week because it's a lot. But I just wanted to let you guys all know what's going on with me because I know everyone's like, oh, my God, she's she really off social media. Yes, I'm really off. But anyways, you guys, I want you guys to know what I mean when I say like I want to really go and like live my life for the next year. I had put a tweet up. I don't know, like a month ago. And it was basically like what like one of my dream dates would be. And it was like, I forget what it said, but it was something like I would want to get like all ready and like a really nice like suite at a hotel and have like champagne, chocolate covered strawberries. (coughs) I want to like go see like the downtown LA skyline from like the top of a fucking skyscraper, like make out up there. And then I want to like get in the car drive to the fucking beach i want to like run in the ocean maybe butt ass naked make out in the ocean skinny dip okay it's like the middle of the fucking night maybe not the middle of the night because afterwards i want to go get street tacos and then i want to go get a tattoo just out of the fucking blue okay and i feel like that's one hell of a good night you know get all dolled up looking like amazing like black dress like black satin mini dress black heels like updo makeup diamond jewelry my man's like an all black looking amazing dark chocolate covered strawberry champagne go up to a skyscraper look at the fucking view maybe make a wish okay make a make a little wish on a star make out get in a car drive to the fucking santa monica rip off all of our black tie clothes run into the ocean butt ass naked laughing our asses off (laughs) make out put on our wet clothes, go get some street tacos, go get tatted. Like I'm trying to live. Okay. Like that wasn't just like a random tweet. Like that's the kind of shit I'm trying to do. I'm trying to live life the way life should be lived. And that is not in a highlight reel on social media all the goddamn time. Like, no, that's in like, just, I want to be off my phone in the fucking moment making memories okay that's the type of shit I'm talking about and for whatever reason I really truly feel like I can't do that when everything I do online is immediately like dissected okay I can't I can't live I can't live and I can't love being dissected all the time what are my plans for the next year so you guys are probably wondering like what the fuck are you gonna be doing for a whole year off social media I'm basically going to be doing everything that I've been always been wanting to do, but I haven't been doing because I've been very preoccupied with healing from this TI stuff and like bringing awareness to abusive relationships. And I've been like posting thirst traps and doing my glow up and all that jazz. And that's all been fun and great and working for me. But now 
now it's time to like go balls to the wall. I want to do everything that I keep thinking about doing, but aren't doing. What does that mean? Some of you guys know, not all of you guys know, I was a dancer for like 20 something years, like hardcore ballerina, went on point shoes when I was 11, danced six days a week, like was in the Nutcracker 500 million times, like in, that was my life. Okay. I was a dancer. Okay. I was also very into piano. I took piano lessons. I have a, I own a piano. If I start taking piano lessons, kind of have to get rid of my acrylics, which is kind of sad, but fuck it. So I was very into the arts. Okay. I love painting. I love sewing. I love coloring. I color and coloring books. So I want to get back into the arts. Okay. That helps with my anxiety and my depression. So I want to get back into taking dance classes regularly, like very regularly. I want to start taking piano lessons again. I want to start painting. I want to take cooking classes. I want to travel. I want to finally go to Europe. You guys, I've never been to Europe. I want to go to Paris. I want to go to New York. Never been to New York. I want to maybe go on a cruise. I want to go to Mexico. I want to... I want to do a lot of things, you guys. I want to spend this next year just going balls to the wall. There's also things that I want to do that I'm not going to discuss until they're done. But again, they're creative outlets. I want to do that. I want to read books that I've always wanted to read. Yeah, I want to move into my own place. And that's another thing that my friends were saying. They're like, maybe you just need to get out of L.A. Like, L.A. is just not working for you anymore. And, like, I kind of fucking agree, you guys. I don't know what it is. First off, I'm a huge walker. That's my thing. I love putting on headphones and walking. I might be the only person in L.A. that, like, prefers walking to driving. But obviously, like, walking doesn't really work in L.A. So I want to move somewhere where I can, like, walk everywhere. Is that another state? I don't know yet because I'm overall the LA guys. I'm like, I'm trying to fall in love. I don't know. But again, my family, they're like my rock, my support system. They're all in California. And I just don't know how I would do that. But yeah, I want to move into my own place. I want, I don't know if it's going to be in LA. I don't know where it's going to be. I'm just kind of listening to my heart and my gut right now. But everything in me, my heart, my gut, my soul, my mind is telling me that this is the right decision. I need to be offline, off social media, and everything that I always have told myself that I want to do, I'm going to do it this this next year. And I'm going to document it all over the next year, and I'm going to share it with you. When I come back to social media, it's going to be a different vibe, you guys. I'm probably not going to be sharing really as much like narcissist stuff because again I'm really ready for the next chapter and I'm really ready to like fall in love and I just don't know if I'm at the point where I don't want to put any energy into my past at all and I feel like putting stuff out there all the time about 
narcissistic abuse and gaslighting and those kind of relationships it's always like everyone knows it's like i'm talking about he who must not be named and i just don't i don't want to put my energy into he who must not be named anymore i want to put my energy into the man that i'm supposed to be with that's like actually my person and whoever I'm with next I know is going to be it for me so I need to make sure I get myself right and my life right for that person and when I come back to social media it's definitely going to be more of like a business tool and not so much just on it all day every day posting whatever and I hope by the time I do come back and this is another reason why I'm stepping away is I want to be gone long enough where I can kind of like rebrand myself away from the tempt like temptation island Casey and rebrand myself away from my ex and I want to come back where it's just like I'm still going to be who you guys fell in love with I'm still going to be myself and vulnerable and show my personality but it's just going to be a little bit different of a vibe and I'm still trying to figure that out so that's also another reason why I'm stepping away I just think I need to be gone long enough where I come back with like just like a new platform and vibe and I use social media as a business as a business tool and not so much something that like I rely on for validation and not and for something that like I'm addicted to does that make sense and I also really want to get involved in charity work so one charity that I'm already like super into it's actually not a charity it's called the giving gallery but it's basically an art gallery where you can purchase the artwork and all the art is created by people that do struggle with their own mental health issues and it's art as an outlet for them which is that's what I was just kind of saying is arts and being creative has always been my outlet so I really relate to that but anyways the giving gallery it's a bunch of artwork by artists who are struggling and you can purchase the artwork and a portion of the purchase goes to four different charities that support mental health so that is something that I'm kind of into right now I'm looking into getting involved with a few other charities I that's definitely going to be something that I'm going to start getting really involved with so if you guys know any good mental health charities that you guys think I would be interested in donating or speaking with or just getting more involved let me know I think I want to highlight like a different charity on here every week so this one isn't a charity it's thegivinggallery.com they're still updating their website for the new year but if you look at which nonprofits that they donate um donate to you can see the four different nonprofits and they're all incredible incredible charities so that's who we're going to talk about today i'm trying to think if there's anything that i forgot my mind is just all over the place. I'm so sorry if I went on a lot of tangents. So basically, in summary, you guys, I've convinced myself I'm really going to take a full year off of social media. I don't know 100% if it's going to be a full year. It's going to be a significant amount of time, though. 
the reasoning why is because I've been really struggling with my mental health the past few months. And I think I'm struggling with it because internally I know that I'm not growing anymore at this point in my life. And I need, I need to grow in order to get to the next level. And I know in my gut, I'm ready for the next level, even though I'm terrified for the next level. (laughs) And for the next level of my life, I, I really want to live and I can't live the way that I want to live on social media with people writing Reddit threads about my every fucking move. I can't do it. And I want to preface this by saying I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me. That's not what it is. It's it's more like the people that I care about, the people that are in my life, the people that I want to date, the what I want for my future. It's just forever tainted by online bullshit. So I don't care what you guys say about me at all. And I know the majority of you guys support me, but this is kind of to the haters. So I don't want anyone to think, oh my God, like she's leaving because she can't handle. No, that's not it. It's that I can't live the life that I want to live with just like constant bullshit in the background. <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I just want to go live my life. I want to go do all the things that I haven't been doing for years because of what I've gone through. And those things are dancing, playing the piano again, writing, reading books, traveling, taking cooking lessons, sewing, um, getting involved in charity work. And I want to fall in love. I'm ready to fall in love. I know all of you guys want that for me. So I hope that you guys understand everything I said today and I know it was a lot and I do want you all to know that I am okay okay I know I cried a lot in this well not cried but like got emotional and I want you guys all to know that I am looking for a new therapist I'm trying to figure out my medication situation or holistic ways to deal with mental illness but at the end of the day you guys I really do have an incredible support system and incredible family and incredible friends and they all check on me on like a daily basis and I'm good and I'm doing much better this past like five days my appetite's back and I think it's because I finally accepted like this is the direction I want to take my life and I've been off social media for like a week now it feels amazing I want to continue it I I know that I'm making the right choice and that's kind of the summary of what we talked about today and then oh yeah I didn't address this so everyone's like oh my god so if you're going away from social media because you're trying to rebrand away from the temptation island shit you have a whole fucking podcast called it's tempting pod okay so let's discuss this Number one, believe it or not, because I know we still have some people that talk shit about our podcast. It's tempting is actually like very successful. Like our downloads, you guys are fucking crazy. And like, I'm, I'm not even going to apologize for like tooting our horn, but like it's a, it is, it's a very successful podcast. The type of downloads that we're getting and the type of like likes and comments and reviews like that doesn't happen for people that have podcasts typically for like a few years and it happened for us in like less than six months so it's tempting is like 
it's honestly like a child of mine. Like it's a baby of mine and Aaron's that we like, we like grew together. Okay. I'm not stepping away from it's tempting. However, it's going to be a little bit different because number one, I don't have to talk about my season anymore. So that's going to make it a lot easier. So I'm going to be a real host now. Okay. I'm going to be hosting and talking about other people and other seasons and their shit. I'm not going to be really talking about me and my situation at all anymore. I'm going to just be a host talking about a reality show. That's going to be the boundary that I kind of set. I'm still going to like give great advice about like relationships and mental health and dating and like all that jazz. But now that we're not talking about me and like my past and like all my bullshit anymore and we've already recapped that season it's in the past I can now just be a host um as for because I know me and Aaron we do talk about our lives a little bit on there I'm I'm definitely gonna have some boundaries up I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna be talking about what's going on in my personal life at all whatsoever I'm not going to be talking about who I'm dating what I'm doing I'm not even, I'm not going to be giving details about things. I'm going to be, it's going to be very much me hosting a podcast, okay? It's still going to be so much fun, you guys. It's still going to be very vulnerable and real and relatable. It's just, we're not going to hear really much about my personal life and kind of what I'm up to this next year. So I hope that makes sense. I think it's still going to be incredible, but I'm definitely going to treat it more of a job and I am a co-host on a successful podcast rather than let's spill some more tea about Casey's life. Okay. There's just going to be now a boundary in place. So that's kind of what's the deal with that is. And I just remembered something I wanted to say and then I got, oh yeah, I think that's kind of it for today. But This episode is going up on the Tuesday, the 20th, maybe later tonight on Monday, the 19th, if I edit this quick enough. But next week's episode is going to be a little bit more lighthearted, you guys, because I am actually going out of town for Christmas. I'm not going to say like who, what, or all that jazz, but when you guys are listening to next week's episode, it's probably going to be a lot shorter. It's going to be a quick little episode because I am going to record it before I go out of town. And it's just going to be a nice, lighthearted little Christmas episode. Okay, We're, I'm going to give you some more of my favorite like holiday movies, which if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, I recommended Just Friends and Love Actually. So I'm going to recommend a few more movies. I'm just going to... Wait, actually scratch all of that. That's going to be after Christmas when that episode drops. Okay, I don't know what's going to be in next week's episode. But it's going to be much shorter. It's going to go up on the 26th. I'm going to record it before I go out of town. But when you're listening to it, just know. So you guys still have a tiny little invite into my life. I'm going to be up in the fucking mountains in the snow you guys for like a week and I'm gonna be having the time of my life and I'm really fucking excited about it because if any of you guys didn't know I freaking love the mountains I freaking love the snow especially in December especially in Christmas time I'm going to be one of the activities I'm doing is 
see, this is what I'm saying is like, even though I'm not telling you who or what or what's really going on, I'm still letting you guys know a little bit. You're still going to know a little bit about what's going on in my life, but I'm going to be in the fucking woods. One of the days I'm doing archery, you guys, I'm going to be Katniss Everdeen in it. I'm so excited. I'm going to look so cute in my little like snow gear and my little like little like mittens and I'm going to be with my bow and arrow just archering it out. Can't wait for that. I'm going to be in a hot tub in a bikini sipping hot chocolate. I'm going to be watching Christmas movies with a fireplace lit. I'm going to be building snowmen. I'm going to be hiking up a storm. Just living my dream life, reading books. I'm going to be make I'm going to make a vision board that's on my like packing to-do list. It's like magazines, tape. I'm going to like be by the fireplace making my vision board. So that's a little glimpse of what I'm going to be doing over the next week or so. And that's kind of all we're going to talk about today, you guys. I'm sorry if this was all over the place. I'm sorry it's a little bit longer, but I know a lot of you guys have been like truly loyal followers and I consider friends for a long time. And I just wanted to let you guys know what's going on with me and let you into my life a little bit. I'm not going to lie. This was a lot harder to get through than I thought it was going to be. Nova is still literally has her head in my lap. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She loves me so much. Um, but yeah, that's it. You guys, this was a more emotional episode of my living room couch. I'm sorry. It was all over the place. I know I've said sorry a bajillion times, but this was a lot harder for me to talk about than I thought. And I didn't even touch on all the things I wanted to touch on. I really wanted to dive more into my mental health and kind of what's going on, but it's really hard for me to talk about because it just, it's a lot, and I don't want to scare all of you off, <laughs> JK, um, but I am okay, I have an incredible support system, I'm, I'm doing a lot, a lot better, and I feel good about all the decisions I've been making, and I just want to thank all of you guys for your constant support, and for listening to these podcasts, and the beginning of this episode, I did mention how I hear you guys when you say that I say things and then I don't follow through on them. I will be putting out an episode of my living room couch on a weekly basis. Okay. And pretty soon, right after the new year, it's tempting will be coming out on a weekly basis as well. So even though I'm going to be absent from social media for the most part, I will be putting out both of my podcasts every single week that you guys can count on. And with It's Tempting, we have like our merch store is going to be launching really soon and just lots of fun little stuff. So that's what's going on there. You guys can follow It's Tempting at It's Tempting Pod. And then My Living Room Couch is at My Living Room Couch. So please go follow those on Instagram. If you guys can please go like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, leave a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be absolutely incredible. And I think that's it for now, you guys. Again, I love you all. Thank you for listening to me ramble. And I hope you guys have an incredible holiday season with your loved ones you know happy holidays happy hanukkah merry christmas whatever you believe in i love you all and i'll you guys will hear from me next week we're probably going to talk about the show wednesday because i fucking 
love that show. I needed to say something really quick. Spoiler alert. If you have not watched Wednesday yet, just stop listening to this podcast right now. There's nothing else important I'm going to say. But I need to say this. So Wednesday, obviously there's two love interests, you guys, Tyler and Xavier. And everyone from like episode one was like, oh my God, Tyler, amazing, amazing. That's who she should be with. You guys, no. I immediately knew. Episode one, I immediately knew. I was like, this dude, something's off. Something is off with this guy. Like he ain't it. Xavier, that's where it's at. Okay. You could tell the feelings between between Xavier and Wednesday are very much mutual, but their feelings terrify the shit. Like, like Wednesday's feelings for Xavier terrify the shit out of her, and Xavier's feelings for Wednesday terrify the shit out of him. That's why they're dancing around this fucking thing, and that's why every time they, like, fight or, like, don't see eye to eye or there's distance between them, like, everyone close to them is, like, there's so much fucking tension between you two because there fucking is because he's the right guy, okay? He has a little bit of issues. He has a little bit of daddy issues. He's a little rough around the edges, but at the end of the day, he has a good heart, okay? He has a good heart. He's fucking crazy about Wednesday, and he's the guy. He's the guy that she was supposed to be with, and I knew that from day one, okay? I want to say it right here and right now. I knew it from day one. I was like, Tyler, something is off. Something is not right. He is not who she should be with. I feel it in my fucking bones. And guess what? He was a psychopath, serial killing monster. Okay? And guess guess, guess who she should have been with the whole fucking time? I'm still finishing the final episode, but Xavier. Am I right? I was an Xavier girl from day fucking one, and I just want to put that out there. And that's how we're going to end this episode today. Xavier. Team Xavier, everyone. If I was in high school, guess who I'd be dating? Xavier. That's all. Um, See you guys next week. Love you. Bye.